Good afternoon, everybody. Brown Girls Evolved is back for episode two. Um, Miss Shantae, you ready? Ready. You ready? All right. So um, before we really get started, we're actually going to um, uh, just give a moment of silence, and then we'll be ready to start. All right. So, um, what's for, first thing I want to do is um, welcome everybody. Um, one on Facebook Live. Um, hopefully, um, everyone will be tuning in soon so we can um, get some questions going, um, as well as we can um, start this conversation. This is a conversation that is uh, des desperately, and I want to say, what uh, desperately needed, um, so that we can have a better understanding of each other, male and female, um, whether we are in a relationship as um, partners, mates, um, friends, um, brothers and sisters, community. We all need to have this conversation. So, um, Shantae, how's everything going? It's been a while. It's been a while. Everything is good. We are still alive, healthy, um, hopefully employed. So, I have no complaints. Okay. I'm glad to be back and, you know, have the opportunity, the platform to address now men as well as women much needed um conversation regarding relationships so i'm very happy and and let the energy into the room <laughs> energy so um a few weeks ago i had posted a question on my personal facebook page about um if we could find a guy mm, yes. who would be willing to come in in the hot seat to have a conversation with us and again i want to reiterate that this is just a conversation so this is nothing of a professional um, theories or anything of that nature. This is just, you know, based off of our opinions as well as our experiences and the different dynamics of relationships. So, um, you know, I put it out there and then um, I had a, a thought. Who could I personally ask to come in and have this conversation? Mm -hmm. Who would be cool with it? Who would be pretty much open-minded as well as um, someone who um we can actually have fun doing so with it so um i asked mr harold brown um well we went to high school together and he's a really good close friend of mine and we um have great conversations whenever you know anything of dynamics of relationships come up as well as things that's going on in the world so i asked him and he was like he game for it so he's in the hot seat now <laughs> well we're not gonna call it the hot seat um <laughs> You're in the seat to give us a male perspective. There that you go. That will help you. But I'm glad that he um, decided to come and join us because I think sometimes as women, we don't understand how our male counterparts are thinking um, because they don't share sometimes their feelings with us, the ones that are in their lives. So to hear from a male perspective, I think that's great. And it's not a hot seat. It's just a conversation and for myself to walk away so maybe I can become a better um, mate in my relationship or, you know, just however. So um, I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Again, I think it's much needed. I think it's well needed. And I'm glad that um, Harold decided to join us. I remember Harold back at our Cookman days. So <laughs> good to see a familiar face. All right. Well, everyone, let's welcome Harold Brown to the show. Well, first of all, I want to tell y'all ladies, I want to thank y'all for thinking enough about me to... Um, actually to come and share my perspective. Um, 
I can say uh, I've come through different dynamics and it has been a maturation process um, in evolving and I still am. So I can talk from perspectives from, like you said, from high school, <laughs> Cookman days. Cookman yes, Lord. <laughs> I think we all have some relationship experiences in Cookman. I mean, I want to say relationships. Yeah. I have relations, but uh, <laughs> I, I can, you know, say I enjoyed myself. Um, to, you know, just being young adults, um, leaving from college and, you know, even dating and being married and, you know, just, just you know, just different times in my life. I can give a perspective as a black man. Okay. So, um, those of you who are watching, I really want you all to chime in, ask questions. Let's get this conversation started. Um, you know, first question I want to ask, um, from a woman's perspective, what are some of the things that we can do on our ends to be better support to our black men, whether in different dynamics of relationships? Um, I'm going to say this. First and foremost, you have to learn your man. Um, I'm not going to just come up and say, uh, you got, it, it's just, this is the Bible. Every person is different. Um, every person is different. Every, every black man has had traumas that um, we've all, you know, they've shared at a time that from the traumas becomes toxic because we all have toxic things about us one way or another. Um, I just think you should, first and foremost, learn your man. Um, and then from there, <clears throat> patience, man. Um, understanding. And like I said before, I think on one of, her, on one of your posts, Q, I said um, transparency and, and honest dialogue is needed. Um, and when I say transparency, it's it's constant. Um, I say it all the time. You know, I make jokes. Um, men are little like little boys sometimes. Little boys are dumb. <laughs> you know. Um, you said it. We didn't. <laughs> listen, listen, it, it, listen. It's true. You know, how many times if you have a son, nephew, a uh, little cousin, he might do something, something, and you might say. Why did you do that? And he might look at you and say, I don't know. And he really don't know why he did it. Um, little girl, you might ask her why, and she would give me, you know, my daughter could give me a perfect ensemble of why she did it and why it made sense to us, to her. Um, as far as us little boys, my son, he's done things. And I'd be like, well, why did you? And he'd be like, I don't know. And I, ha and I have to look at him, I have to laugh, and I have to walk away, and I'm, I understand. Because even we get to the point as men, we might do something, and later on, you know, your friend or mom, dad, or, you know, even your spouse might be like, what, what, what are you doing? Why did you do that? I don't know. It just sounded like a good idea. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's just, you know, just to that point, you just have to learn your man first. But you, you said a, you, you brought up a few good points. I was listening and taking mental notes. Um, transparency, patience, and, and learning your man. I think that's a mutual thing because I think in the process of learning, taking the time to learn your, your man, the man or the male figure also has to learn 
the female and and I'm big on love languages right I know my love language and I'm my one of my love love languages is I like to hear you tell me I love you um I'm verbal more than I am anything else um impatience I think that goes both ways um relationships are hard I mean, from a male perspective, from a female perspective, mm-hmm. relationships are hard. And being in one and not having that, dis- no, let me rephrase that. Being in a relationship and not walking away in this day and time is huge. Because huge. a lot of people do not have the tenacity um, to withstand trials and tribulations that most relationships nowadays have. And you also said that men go through trials and, and tribulations. Men are broken. We think women are broken, but men are as equally as broken, especially today where they need that reassurance um, at home because the world says that you're nothing, your lives mean nothing, you're being murdered in the street like animals. So I think it equally, um, it, it goes, it, it connects both sides. I right? want to kind of interject yes. in that. Um, I agree. Um, but I'm going to go deeper. Um, okay. So, um, I, I will say our generation, because I always make uh, the, the parallel comparison, you know, um, especially in the aspects when I'm speaking to my white counterparts, you know, friends and such. Um, our generation, I'm going to say our generation, came to a point where we dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, I grew up in a two-parent household. Same here. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, their parents grew up in a two-parent mm-hmm. household. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a perfect balance, a, mm-hmm. a perfect perspective. Um, our generation came in as, you know, out the box hot. You know, we, we you know, had kids and our parents took on our kids. Mm-hmm. Or um, from the perspective, baby daddy, you know, wasn't in the mindset of wanting to be a family, didn't want to, you know, be with that person, and it was just divided. And for the most part, the women raised the sons. Um, now, with that being said, um, I remember a long time ago, my grandfather told my um, my sister one day, she was like, um, he told her, "Men, a man doesn't raise a sorry boy. And, you know, she got upset, she got defensive, and he was trying to explain to her to listen. Um, she was saying that, you know, from the aspect, he wasn't blaming, he was saying, the thing is, and, and this is how everything comes full circle. So, you have a son, you and the dad, the dad not together. So, most women come into the relation, in the relationship when they're raising their son, I'm going to show you how to be a man. First and foremost, you can never show a little boy how to be a man you can show him things to be responsible as a young right. man to you know to do things and just be a good person but from the aspect as um, their mindset is not even that it's I'm going to show you how your father should have should have yeah. done yeah. with me yeah. so what happens is she calls him she's very protective she does all of this right mm-hmm. so he watches, he he meets a girl, um, she, you know, sees him, and she sees that he loves his mother, and he treats his mother with the utmost respect, and oh my God, 
that's the kind of man I want. You know, because he's always talking about his mother. He loves his mother and whatever. His, like, they can argue, and if his mother comes in and interjects, he hushes and doesn't say anything, and she loves that. Full circle, he gets up. They get together. They have a kid. All of a sudden, you're not being the person that I thought you were going to be. Like, how can you be this? Like, your mom raised you. Your mom made sacrifices. And you see the struggles that... He doesn't know how to be a man. Because the only thing he knows is from what his mom told him. So guess what happens? She gets upset. They're arguing. She goes to his mother and says, you know, your son doing this, doing that. And she's and so the mother gets defensive and says, well, first of all, I've raised my son. You ain't gonna tell me I'm not I'm a bad mother. She's saying, You why are you a bad mother? Because you're not making him accountable to what you know, blah, blah, blah. But only thing she did was to show him how to be a good man to her. Mm-hmm. Not to nobody else, but to be a good man to her. So guess what happens? Now she has this son and he ain't and then this, the, 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 vicious, the vicious cycle just goes along. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of it, you know, I, so I was saying all that to say this. A lot of us, you know, we come up and not only that, we don't want anybody to say nothing to our sons or our kids. So even if he's not a father, some people are better father figures than the actual father who helped raise. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're so busy trying to, I don't want nobody to say nothing to my son. I don't want nobody. And you got to understand, your kid is a good kid to you. Right. He's respectful to you. That doesn't mean he's good to everybody else. And, and, and it means... A, a, a bill of nothing if only thing and only person he respects is you. And I think that's one of the things we need to talk in our black community. We need to talk about and address in our black community because that's where it starts at. Um, Debbie commented, Debbie Lewis, thank you for um, chiming in. She commented, um, vulnerability, love languages, communicating, being able to accept what is being communicated. Um, I, I see it all the time on Facebook. <laughs> And where someone will make a post, um, and then you see the back and forth. And the problem is, is you both are saying the same things, but somebody's not listening. Listening to comprehend. A lot of people listen, but they, they hear, okay, it's blue outside, but they don't understand why it's blue outside. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people do not listen to comprehend and comprehension is so critical when you're trying to effectively communicate Mm -hmm. a situation a problem within a relationship but Harold brought up some very good points and I think um, a lot of issues relationship issues are generational curses Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of things we can even take a step back to slavery days the men were separated from The the women so the women were the what? Mother and the fathers. So that somewhat, it trickled down and is even more prevalent today because you have more broken families. You have people, again, that aren't willing to do the work, the homework to make it work. So then you have the mother raising these children or you have a father that's a single father raising children. So they don't see healthy relationships mm-hmm. unless you get with someone that that takes on that role of becoming a the mother figure or the father figure that they need to be but very good points and I think too with the generational um, curses 
it's up to like our generation to teach these younger you know children how to coexist as you Mm -hmm. said in a relationship but another good question that came up yesterday was black men are you happy if not so I guess my question is being transparent will you I guess in your relationships um Harold have you always conveyed that you were happy or they even happy? asked that have you were you ever were, asked yeah because I, I ask I ask are you happy because if you're not happy then I need to know what can we do to readjust things because mm-hmm. I'll tell you if I'm unhappy I'm very transparent so okay so I'll say this um when I just you know got finished telling y'all like you have to learn your man So, one of my toxic traits that I had learned... Toxic? Toxic traits that I had learned about myself was... I always felt like that... I always felt like I had to fix that person or be there for that Mm. person. Even through that, whether I was happy or not, um, I felt that that was my need to... You know, I could, I, my, my shoulders were strong enough that I could sacrifice my own personal happiness. So I didn't even know what being happy was. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So within that being said, um, when I did certain things or I acted out or, you know, I just, um, you know, you know, did things out of character, out of my relationship, made cheated or, you know, just entertain other people. That was my way of saying, like, look, I deserve this. Like, you know all the stuff I deal with with you. You know all the stuff that I have done. Um, And, again, that was part of my toxicity that I, you know, dealt with because I always took on things, and I didn't make sure I was okay. You understand? Um, I'm going to say this. Within the last two years, I've learned a lot about myself, you know, just coming to just evolving. Um, When my mother passed, um, I had to come to face with a lot of demons, a lot of things that I didn't realize that there were issues for me. You understand? Because you know why? Because I was just just, just moving along and doing what the status quo said that it was. Um, I didn't understand about my own personal mental health. You know, um, it got to a, a point, like I said, that I just, like, I was... I was like, boy, you are crazy, you know, <laughs> like you got to go see somebody. And I've never dealt with that before, you know, because, you know, growing up, you're always told, like, suck it up, be a man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even if you cry or you tell something, nobody going to care. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And if you did do it too much, they're going to look at you like you're weak. And then they're going to pity you. You, you. you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was all these things that I had issues within myself that I had to come, you know, I always say, I had to hold a mirror to my face. But a lot of us don't deal with our brokenness. And we we take those soul ties from relationship, 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 and we never heal from one to the other. So that's where you deal with, you come in and you, you feel like you have to fix the person that you're with because you haven't even fixed your own self. Right. And a lot of times I don't think we take the time, the the investment to learn ourselves to do the work. Mental health is real in our community and we have such a stigma against it. Listen, when my mom passed away, I went and I, I sought help because how can I be who I desire to be in a relationship if I'm a mess? 
I was a mess. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can definitely relate with you on that, Harold, in terms of finding who you are because you learn a lot. And you just deal with your own demons. And so many people have demons, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, therapy, it, is, it works wonders. There's nothing wrong with seeking someone to protect your mental health. I'm, I'm telling you. And it's I not, encourage it. And there's nothing wrong with being selfish at certain it, times. You have to be selfish. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. You have to be. Yeah. So we have a question from Nicole B. Williams. Thank you for chiming in. Um, how long do you think women should allow toxic men to uh, to get their ish together. Well, to get their shit together. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead we, and just say it. Here. We're adults in here. So how long do you think, how long do you think a woman um, should be a lot of the time to, you know, make that decision whether she should bounce or she should stay with a man that's just toxic? So my first question is, when you use the word toxic, um, what defines that? What, what defines the, 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 the toxic character or the nature that this person is? Because, um, again, we all have toxic traits. So before you go off and saying about him, how do you know that you might have a toxic, you know, trait about you that he's looking... It's a trigger. The same, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he we might be like, I'm waiting for you to get your ish together. <laughs> you <laughs> understand what I'm saying? And, and, and it's not trying to place blame. It's just that... Again, this is something that I have evolved in order for you before you start pointing fingers and say that I need because even if you're in a better place than me on a certain level, there are still things that you need to work on mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so but to answer that question, first and foremost, though, like I said, the transparency and the uncomfortable conversation. So once you have a transparency and an uncomfortable conversation, that means you are addressing that toxic trait. So say you guys do that. We done got past one, two, three. And also with that, the compassion. So you can't just say, hey, I have a problem with you doing this and then walk away and say you fix it. If you in it, you got to be in it. So that means both of y'all, you have to let him know that, listen, I'm not going to, it's a fine line. I'm not going to hold your hand Cause I ain't your mama, but at the same time, I got you. You understand what I'm saying? Let's do this together. What is it that you need me to do to help you? And if and, and here's the thing about relationship that I've again evolved to: when you lo- when a man loves a woman, you don't have to compromise anything. Mm. Say he's that not, again. He's not gonna allow you to compromise anything mm. because. He is fully um, invested in you. I think, you know, when I, I, was, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday, and I was saying what's funny, what women don't understand, I get it. You know, when y'all in relationships, you know, you're like, I put up with so much stuff, and I did this, and all of it, if I make a mistake, if it was me, he would have left, and he, guess what? That's the difference. Mm. What y'all have to understand about men Y'all, you know, y'all come to a situation and y'all look like, okay, you know, I, I, you know, I make concessions because he wasn't here, he wasn't there. For us, if we know it's certain things that we know that we can't deal with, we ain't gonna wipe it. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Um, you gotta pay attention to small details, and I, I say this a lot of times with women. 
women get caught up in grand gestures of men, things that we do for y'all, the grand gestures, you know, for instance, and, and I was, when I say I was play, I was good at it. Oh, like, I, like I would, you know, talk to this girl, this girl, and would see them once or twice a week, and, you know, she'll be like, you don't have time for me, you don't never want to come see me, and da da da, and I don't want to do this no more, and I knew at that moment she was at that breaking point, if a Saturday would come around, I'd come there with some flowers and say, hey, get dressed. I got somewhere for us to go. And listen, and I knew at that point, got it. And then it was a reverse cycle to do it all again. But once I got to the point before I got married and to the, the, the person that I was, you know, were going to marry, there was nothing and nobody else around that was more important. You understand what I'm saying? So she didn't have to question where I was, what I wanted to do, or anything. Or even if she had issues with me, you know, it was, I used to do small things like, I hear women say it all the time, like, and it was just, I was just used to doing it because I used to be a player. You know how your man had his phone, right? You see how you had his phone out? Just automatically, before you come to the room, you're going to go out and take my phone. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Just, listen, these are small things. And uh, one day she said, why do you do that? And again, being a dumb man, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I ain't doing nothing wrong. But the, 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 the funny thing about it, I'm saying that to say this, because I loved her so much, I asked her, does that bother you? And she says, it doesn't bother me, it makes me uncomfortable. And I would make a conscious effort not to do that until it got to a point where it just didn't just left my phone you know and those are small things that I did that I can tell women that again when you when a man is, loves you anything that he does it it's not in question all right so we have another comment um about controlling men what is the <laughs> uh, what is the what is the that's a toxic trait. That's a, a big toxic trait. Toxic trait. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure um, men and women both can can both understand and feel the, the seriousness of that. Um, and I'll give you an example of, of the controllingness that I've dealt with before. Um, I used to get, I used to come in contact with men who, um, I, I'm supportive, you know, I got your back, whatever. But I'm also very ambitious, very ambitious. So I'm, you know, at one point in time, I'm doing hair, I'm modeling, um, you know, constantly working or whatever not, but I always make time for my mate, no matter what. So if he had an event coming on or whatever not, sometimes I would used to turn down jobs to make sure that I'm supportive, I'm, I'm physically there because that's whatever. But it was never reciprocated. It was always... No, I don't want you to do that because you got to do this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? And that was the, you know, the the type of men that I used to, you know, encounter. And for me, um, I just got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I ain't got time for this. Like, why should my light, you know, be dimmed just to appease you or to make you feel like you're, you know, you're you're grand or you're the man? So that about that trait, as you know, from a man's perspective, you know. We already, all three of us agree that it is toxic. It is. <laughs> How do you function? Um, I'll say this. Um, knock on wood, I've, 
honestly can say I've never done that. I, I perceive that to be a insecurity. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is. It's a big insecurity um, because it's the stereotypes. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of men worry too much about what other people say and what they mm -hmm. think. Um, so the controlling part is also too a form of manipulation. Um, so if you if you get a person that you feel that is controlling, um, but here's the thing too, women. Um, everything with me is about accountability, from the man perspective, even from the woman's perspective. Because I have, you know, had a friend who was, again, when I said controlling, you know, and his and I would sit down with him and his girlfriend, and I'd be like, "What's the problem?" And he would say, "Well, <laughs> if she didn't do this, I wouldn't do that." And my thing for him, my first question was, that ain't your child. Mm. You know, um, even God gave us, you know, the ability to be able to choose. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. And if God gave us that ability, who are you? Because at the end of the day, if she's going to do something, she's going to do something. It ain't nothing you can do about it. Um, so, again, it goes back to three steps for me. Transparency, uncomfortable conversation, and you have to have a fine line and let them know that, again, not only is that not okay, but it won't be tolerated, but you can't put it, you, you can't put it in a position again, because men, we keep it 100, we're sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, you know, come like, like you're trying to sun me, but you have to maybe Again, those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, like why are you like this with me? What have I done to make you feel like you can't trust me? You understand what I'm saying? So, do you think the controlling behavior is due to distrust? It's again, it's, it's insecurity. So you know, and if you know, I've heard well, you don't understand the, the stuff that I went through, and I ain't gonna. Well, look, homeboy, you need to work that out. <laughs> You know, before, you know, but again, a lot of times with women, y'all overlook oh. the small things. You know, you, you know, things happen and people are like, well, I didn't see this. Yes, you did. You didn't see this when y'all first started talking and you said, hey, I'm going out with my girls and, you know, I'll call you when you get home and he done text you. And then called you and said, hey, I'm just checking out. You still out with your girls? That right there, those are details. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, my girl, and you say, hey, I'm going out with my girls. I'm like, all right, baby, have fun. My only question for you is just to call me when you get home so I know you got home safe. Right. That's it. I don't need to know where you at, well, why y'all talk so long, and what y'all was doing, and who was there. Like... You know, a lot of people at first, they might look at it like, oh my God, that's so cute. No, that's not cute. <laughs> yeah. um, we have another um, topic that they brought up. Um, inconsistency and follow through. Disappearing acts. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm, I can't name one female who has not encountered that type of toxic craziness. So for the men that does that, do that why do they why do they do that why are they inconsistent and they disappear like and then just come out the blue like 
Oh, dang, my, you know, my bad. Didn't I just tell y'all that? Didn't I just give y'all the story? <laughs> you, you giving free tips over here. I just told y'all the, the story. Like, I mean, that right there is easy way for a woman to eliminate a man. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Like, I, I, don't have a, I don't have any control over what you do, but I do have control over how I allow you to deal with me because at that point, what you're doing is showing him how he can deal with you. Mm-hmm. Even later on, <laughs> say y'all do become serious, you allow him to, heck, y'all might have an argument and he just up and just leave and don't come back for a couple of days. You have taught him how to treat you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Deal breaker. Um, another question from Nicole B. Williams. Um, is it a deal breaker for you if your woman earns more money than you do? Okay, come on now. Because a lot of women are the breadwinners now. That's funny. No. <laughs> and I um, hear people say that craziness. Um, and every, I'm gonna say this. I have a question too after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm gonna say this not to sound too arrogant. In every shape and form, I am a man and I know who I am. Um, if I have to put a price, and if that makes me considered being a man by price of money, then guess what? I'm gonna say, I'm not much of anything because, or you're not much of anything because once you put a price on something, you have no loyalty or no integrity to anything because at what at one point, if I fall off, what if you meet somebody that make more money than me? Then what is that saying? He more, he more of a man than me? <clears throat> we, live in a, we live in a world today, a society. Right now we have a president of the United States. <laughs> That's his whole mantra because of him making money, he having money, and he ain't make it the right way, he didn't earn it the right way. At the end of the day, his bottom line is, I have this much money, and this is what makes me important. If you take that away from him, he's a sorry excuse for a person. You probably wouldn't even, you know, be able to, you know, speak to him. So, no, um, it, it shouldn't, as long as, He's putting forth effort and being able to um, fill in spots, you know, to be able to hold it down and y'all work together. And here's the thing. If you're in a relationship or a marriage, it there's no such thing as he makes more money. I mean, it's y'all's together. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter. You know, um, I, I, I watched, you know, I used to be a, um, a pharmaceutical rep. And the funny thing, the... Uh, she was black. Uh, she was the president, and she said she makes millions and millions of dollars. Her husband made hundred thousand dollars, you know, a job. But she says when she walked through that threshold, she is his wife. So she comes home just like anybody else, cooks dinner, food, you know, let him know he is the man of of that household. Period. Point blank. And, and if a woman has that thought process and she feels to each their own but what you do is set yourself up for 
the toxic <coughs> traits of what y'all just said y'all don't like with the controlling man. Because with that come here, it comes around full circle. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a man and I make all of this based off of how you feel, and I make all the money, as soon as you say something, you step out of line, I'm going to let you know that you ain't that important to me because I can replace you. Because I'm the man. I make all of this money. I do this. I pay all these bills. So I pay the cost to be the boss. I can say whatever I want. I can handle you however I want. What does Now what does that say? So that's a real slippery slope. Shantae, you had a question. I actually forgot, but I do have a comment. Okay. Um, I think <clears throat> a lot okay. of women, today we are the breadwinner um, for whatever reason. Um, but I, when I lived in, in Maryland, I, I knew a lot of people that wouldn't date certain men if they didn't meet them eye to eye, if they were not equally yoked. Right. And I think this is just a comment. But I equally think yoked salary wise, yes, or equally yoked, like no, in which salary I think, wise, I and mean, then that encompasses okay. everything, okay. But I think a lot of women miss out on their soulmate, on the potential one, because that person does not meet them okay. eye to eye. Mm -hmm. So, my, my comment is if you meet someone and yes, you're the breadwinner, don't just disregard that man because he doesn't make what you think he should make he's not driving that car that you would like for him to drive because everything that look good isn't good Amen. so and and I, I also wanted to say this um something harold said i can't exactly remember what but i wanted to say that a lot of men need us to be their peace because again a lot of men are broken and I think it takes a strong woman, one that's well-versed in who she is, to deal with a broken man. And men have, you know, they, I don't know, I could just speak from, from past experiences. And some men I have dealt with, and they've had those toxic traits. But I also had to step back and look at me, because I was also toxic, too. Mm -hmm. So I, there was a time where I would take a break and reevaluation things. I'm still constantly reevaluating Shantae. I think it's see, necessary. Yeah, because you have to know. Listen, you just have to reevaluate <laughs> yourself because mm -hmm. sometimes it's not just the men that are toxic, but it's sometimes we are the toxic traits in the relationship. So yeah. I think I think it's just both parties have to work together to coexist. All right, so I saw this pretty interesting quote on um, social media, and it says, says, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. That's true. I agree with that. It is true. Um, unfortunately, <coughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to say this. It's... it's uh, I don't take it as a diss or a bad thing. I take it as, again, as you're the man. So you have to provide something because something. if you're the man, she's looking at you to be the leader. You understand what I'm saying? She's looking at you, you know, even before, you know, we had currency. You know, the, the man had to have some kind of plan, some kind of formula um, in order for, you know, to, to, to have this dynamic of where we're going. Um, and if you don't have that, then yeah. But I, I take away, you know, like I said, when you about the money, but men 
for the most part, when we're in love, we, we don't have conditions. You know, and you know, we say that all the time. A man could meet a woman, she could be at her lowest, and he can have everything. You know, and I think that's why a lot of times um, we get these men and they meet these women and women end up taking them for everything because, again, they're not paying attention to details either because they want to just love this person and they want this person to love them too. And they have to understand that you have to understand in which that person you're dealing with, what are their conditions that they want you to love them or they want to be loved. Conditions or expectations, are they do they coincide? Because I think sometimes people have expectations. We have, like I have expectations, but other people don't want you to have expectations of them. So is that a condition or is it the same? I think more so condition is um, something that is like realistic, physical. Expectations can be, you know, something that's just outlandish. Like you want a man to make a million dollars a year. Yeah. That's the expectation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for me, the condition is I need my man to be able to, you know, Cons consistently, consistently provide. provide. Right. Yeah. That's a condition. Way. I think that's something that's more, you know, even kill. That's something that can be, can be actually done. Yeah. You know, regardless of whatever his salary is, he is consistently providing, whether it is half, a quarter of it, or he's putting forth the work. And I think another, another thing that just popped in my head that I see a lot of arguing about is um you know either in a relationship or a marriage who should pay the mortgage or the uh, or the rent or who should take care of all the bills like who world is that and i always often find myself commenting and responding back and saying is everyone's relationship and marriage runs differently exactly and like you you know you said that you know nowadays women are the breadwinners mm -hmm. with that being said i don't see nothing wrong with the woman if she's making the most money that is paying the rent I seriously doubt the man is just sitting at home working, pocketing the money, and is going to go do whatever he wants with it. I'm sure whatever the dynamic between that, you know, that man and that woman, they figured out their own formula. Um, I think another issue that um, society have is we, we see relationships and we've deemed that as relationship goals. We deem mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. as that's how everything should go, mm -hmm. whereas I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to meet a Will Smith. <laughs> I'm not going to meet, you know what I'm saying, Denzel Washington. I'm not going to meet those types of men. But that being said, um, you have to be realistic in what you. I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound negative, but I, you have to be realistic in your 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 mate quality. If you get what I'm saying. I want to say this. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that. I remember a, a, a real enlightened conversation um, a little bit after my mom, you know, passed, and my dad. You know, I was going through my own, you know, my marital thing, and uh, we were talking, and again, expectations were said, and you know, you should do this and this, and my dad said to me, um, <clears throat> he sat me down, he said, let me tell you a story, you know, um, he was saying, you know, the thing about marriage, and how things change quickly, so he, you know, he basically, you know, let me know, he was like, you know, when I met your mother, um, I was I was divorced, <coughs> two kids, um, just finished boxing, um, just having a job, I ain't have no money. Your mom had everything. Um, started dating, 
and she gave me a chance. Um, even at the time, even maybe my grandparents looked. He said they, you know, in their mind, like, why this man's older, divorced, kids. You ain't got no kids. You ain't got nothing. Like, why, you know? Um, he said, you know, because the funny thing is, people look at you know and say. Like, you know, your parents was everything, but he was like, you don't, they don't know the story. They didn't know the sacrifices my mom made. Cause at one point she made all the money and just told him, just look, just pay your child support. I'm gonna pay all, you know, pay all the bills. But the, the, the difference is nobody knew their business. I think the problem now is we get so caught up in telling everybody mm. our business that it leaves room to open for people to judge. Um, and you're thinking, okay, I'm just being happy. It's just some certain things you just need to leave to the imagination. Everybody don't need to know everything about you. And that's going on in your household. And that's old school, how it used to be. But because, you know, the time that we live in, everything is, is subject to be talked about. Everything is subject to be talked about and to be, you know, ran, crossed, and, and questioned. I have one one question because we are running out of time. This was a, a good Very conversation good that I think yeah. we need to continue on with a part two. But okay. something that um, resonated with me, I know everyone is well aware of the um, Jada and Will thing, but something that she said, it, it really you know resonated with me. She didn't feel good for a long time, so she did what she did because it made her feel good. So... My last thing, um, my, I guess my question is for you, is how do we get you all to let us know or vice versa communicate when we're not feeling good, when we feel like you could do more to make us feel, you know, like wanted or something like that and vice versa because a lot of times men may not feel wanted. So what can we do as beings to make each other feel wanted? So if there is an issue, like if you have an issue maybe I don't want to go out or maybe, you know, whatever. How can we communicate that better so we don't step out and find love and get in these entanglements? I'm going to say this. Um, I appreciate you asking that question. Um, marriage or even a, a, a serious relationship, it's like a contract. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you constantly have to reevaluate it. Yeah. And goes back to step one, step two. You have to have be transparent and uncomfortable conversations. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because again, I just said men, we're as men, we're dumb. You know, the woman might be the whole time was like, you didn't see how I was acting. You see I didn't say anything. I didn't do this and I didn't do that. We're like, no. I thought everything was cool. So you have to constantly have these uncomfortable conversations. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I agree. So I agree. we're um, actually, you know, running out of time. Um, Shante, I think we need to have a part two. I do. Um, sooner than later. Sooner than later. So <coughs> we will definitely work on that. But next week we are. Yes, um, next we have week. something <laughs> very special planned as we continue to just like outreach to women and continue to come together to promote one another. So. Stay tuned for that um, next week, Saturday. Go next out. week, Saturday, yes. And also, those who are listening, as well as on Facebook and everything like that, thank you all for 
joining in today. Um, those of you who are listening, um, you can follow us. Um, we are Brown Girls Evolved Podcast, and we are on Facebook. Brown Girls Evolved Podcast, where we will be streaming live um, each and every episode. So we definitely will be um, having a part two um, in regards to relationships, as well as next week we will be um, you know, going live on Facebook in regards to our um, Brown Girls Mixer. I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about that. Well, we'll be um, actually having a sit-down conversation with some, um, you know, independent business owners, Brown Girls, of, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, they'll be just having a good conversation and networking as well as, you know, asking some questions of how did you come about doing what you did to start your business. And I think that's a conversation that um, is needed as well as um, it's important because of the times that we are in. Some of us have to go into starting our own because we can't find something else. So definitely, um, Mike, I'm looking forward to that next week. So, And thank you, um, Harold, for joining us today. Thank and you. thank you all again for joining us and, and just listening. And we hope that you um, found something valuable, something that you can take away and imply in your own relationship. And remember, mm-hmm. it's, we're always learning, but as long as you continue and just do whatever works best for you then hey that's half the battle but we will see you all soon and um i i did employ a question to um the men but we've run out of time and um so hopefully save your questions for next time and we'll we will post when we will record again um probably within the next couple of weeks definitely most couple of weeks so um, would you be interested in joining us again? Mr. I Burn? would. I appreciate it. This <laughs> was, a, this was uh, therapeutic, to say the least. It is, and the vibe is great. I mean, it's it's not all that great outside, but good energy, positive vibes is yeah. always what we strive for, and just allow the energy to move. So it's all about it's all about evolving. Yes, and having those tough, uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. absolutely. So, all right. All See you all soon. Thanks Peace. for tuning in.